You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 36, The Secret World of SEO Agency Warfare. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because... Not only are a lot of SEO agencies really bad at SEO, but they're also kind of shady with regard to some of the things they do to other SEO agencies. So today we're going to talk about this and this is going to be a weird episode, but you know what? Every once in a while, you need a weird episode to talk about weird things that no one really knows about. So in addition to teaching you all the things about SEO and how to get websites to the top and how to keep them at the top, okay, how to manage client expectations, we've talked about so much stuff on this podcast. We're going to talk about a little known aspect of the SEO industry. And we've done a couple episodes on things like this before, like we did an episode called the most annoying things in the SEO industry and stuff like that. But today we're going to talk about the secret world of SEO agency warfare, But before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm going to tell you some of the weird things that SEO agencies will do to other SEO agencies. Now, don't do this. Like, this is, look, this is kind of like negative SEO. Like, you know that it's possible, but don't do it. Like, you know, play play fair, like, whatever. But okay, look, anyway. So when one business doesn't like another business, sometimes they will do negative SEO. And we've talked about that before, but you know, Basically, it's when you try to get your competition penalized. And how do you do that? Well, you can't control anything on your competition's website. So, Well, I mean, you could if you hacked them, but that's not really what negative SEO is all about. So what you can control is off-page stuff. So for example, one way to do negative SEO to your competition, and I'm not recommending this, I'm just describing it for people who may never have heard of the concept before. One way to do negative SEO is to build a bunch of spammy backlinks from low quality websites using keywords in the anchor text, which, you know, might not be something that that business wants tied to them. Uh, You know, you've got adult related keywords. That's a good way to do it. Um, Not going to get into it, but I want to say here, a lot of people, a lot of people, depending on what forums or whatever SEO source you're reading, will say, negative SEO is not a real thing. It's a myth. No, it's a real thing. We've had at least one client get successfully negative SEO. It was a huge mess. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go listen to episode two when I talk about penalties, what they are, how to avoid them and how to fix them. And at the end of that episode, I talk about a client we had who had a negative SEO campaign done successfully on him and what we had to do to kind of get going again. It was a big pain. I do not recommend negative SEO. But anyways, 
So negative SEO is when you have one company who doesn't like their competition because their competition is probably outranking them and they negative SEO them and it doesn't always succeed, okay? But when it does, it can get your competition kicked out of the SERPs. And you guys all know what SERP means because you've listened to my episode about SERP trackers and you've heard me use that word before, right? SERP, S-E-R-P, search engine results pages. It just means, where are you? So if somebody says, where are you in the SERPs? They just mean, what, what rank are you? Are you number two? Are you number four? Are you number seven? It, just, it literally just means, where are you? So anyways, hopefully you know that word. And if not, you just learned it. Okay, I, I will acronym, not word. Anyways, moving on. So that's some things that less scrupulous companies might do to each other, right? I'm not saying that you should do it, but I just want you to know of it. Now, that really has nothing to do with SEO agency warfare, unless you consider that it might've been an SEO agency doing the attack. Uh, in, in other words, meaning somebody hired them to get them to do the negative SEO to their competitor. Okay, that's not what we're talking about. That's just an example of people being mean <laughs> in the internet marketing industry. Um, okay, so anyways, now we're going to talk about some of the shady things that SEO agencies do to other SEO agencies. <sighs> okay, let's get started. The first thing, and depending on your values, you may not see anything wrong with any of this. I think these are all kind of suspicious, like personally, uh, to some degree or other. But anyways, let's just get into them. Number one, most SEO agencies have some form of contact page on their website, right? They talk about how awesome they are, and then they probably have some, you know, clients listed, which if you listen to my other episodes, you know, is pretty shady and, you know, probably, they're probably lying, especially if they mention Google as a client, because Google probably doesn't need to hire SEO consultants to do SEO for Google because they're Google. Are you going to try and get Google to the top of the search engines and a search for Google? I don't think they need to hire an SEO consultant to do that. But many SEO consultants will put Google on their website as a past client. Guess what, bro? Google was not your client Google probably doesn't need to hire an SEO consultant. Great try. Okay, but anyways, so you get to their website and they've got our clients were blah, blah, blah. And we do this and we do these other things and all this stuff, whatever. And then there's contact page. Okay, one thing that SEO agencies will do sometimes is pretend to be a client. I guess I should say a prospect client. You're not a client if there's been no money exchanged. You're a prospect until you become a client. So if you're thinking about becoming a client, you're a prospect you're not a client. Once you spend money, then you're a client. So I should say prospect. Anyway, back to the point. They will pretend to be a prospect. They will go through the client application process just to see what that other SEO agency does. So they're pretending like they're interested when they're not interested at all. They're just trying to see what their competition is up to. Super shady. I mean, come on. Like, why, like, why would you do that? Unless you're, I mean, it's literally SEO catfishing. Look, I know this kind of thing happens in business. I know this kind of thing happens like when countries are trying to get information from each other. Like I totally, I totally understand that it's a thing. But like, but 
like, why would you do that? Like, do you not know how to pitch clients? So you have to pretend to be a client so you can just copy what the other guy does? Like, come, like the, I, I don't know, just take a sales class or something. It's kind of, but it's literally catfishing. Like, okay, let's, let's take a little break here. So people that aren't native English speakers, depending on how much American media you consume, you may have heard of a term called catfishing. Okay. Catfishing is basically... It's it's pretty it's pretty terrible actually. Catfishing is when you make a fake profile on a dating site and pretend to be interested in somebody, but it's not even a real person. Okay, so like the person starts to like this person and whatever, but it's not even a real person that they like, right? So I mean, look, it's a pretty nasty thing to do to a person, right? And like it's literally it's literally the same thing in SEO. You're making a fake. Well, if you're if you're taking it this far, you're making a fake website and saying. Dear SEO agency, this is our website. What can you do to help us? And then you have literally no desire to actually work with them as an agency. You're just like wasting their time to try and get information from them. It's literally catfishing. That's exactly what it is. Let's call it SEO catfishing. Okay, nobody's ever used that term before, how I just used it. I wanna be totally honest with you guys because I thought that I just coined the term SEO catfishing. So I searched for it and there were no good results. And then, by the way, I'm like teaching you about in quote searches right now. So I searched for it and there were no good results. And then I searched for it in quotes, okay? And there was one relevant result, but it was used in a different context. So I'm not gonna count that one. So now that means I'm coining this term right here, grumpy SEO guy, you heard it here first, SEO catfishing. Okay, continuing, but don't do it because it's horrible. But I'm just saying like, if you're, if you're building a fake website to pretend that you're a company, like reevaluate your life, okay? If you're doing that, but- if you're building a fake website to fool an SEO agency into giving you free strategy or something, you're SEO catfishing. So I don't know, people people do it. But uh, by the way, let's let's just talk about this for a minute. One of the things that I tell you in this podcast is do not do free consulting, okay? Do not do free consulting. Now, if you want to do free consulting, do free consulting, but do not do free consulting believing that you will somehow get paid for it in the future because you won't. In fact, I just saw a thread on Reddit where this person was complaining that they did all this SEO work for some company who promised that they would split profits with them and it had been like months and the company is not even in contact with them anymore despite being at the top of the search engines supposedly. Hmm, do you think that person's ever gonna get paid? I don't think that person's ever gonna get paid. Do not do free consulting unless you actually are unaffected by the concept of not getting paid, okay? People are gonna disagree with me. Some people say, well, if you do free consulting and you give away things for free, people are more likely to work with you. Eh, I don't know, maybe I've heard that argument. I've, I've done a little bit of that in the past and it almost has never turned into a client, so I would not recommend it. But somebody might say, well, grumpy SEO guy, you're giving away information for free in your podcast. Well. I'm not trying to get clients from this podcast, so I don't really care. I'm trying to clarify how SEO works to get the spammy SEO agencies out of here so that people stop getting ripped off and stop wasting their money 
paying SEO agencies that do not get them to the top of the search engines or who lie to them and say, oh, content is king. We will make you really good content. And then like six months later, because they had a six month scammy contract, they're still not at the top of the search engines or anywhere else because content doesn't do anything. So trying to stop that kind of thing from happening, trying to educate people because the more people are educated, the greater everything else in the world gets except scammers, okay? The more people have education, the less scammers can be successful, okay? So I'm not trying to use this podcast as a lead magnet, so I don't care. So I don't care about giving away information for free because I don't care, okay? But I'm saying, if you're, look, if you start talking to somebody, okay, don't be like, I will do a free analysis for you. I will do free keyword research for you. I will do all these free things for you because as I've said in another episode and on Reddit, what they're going to do is they're going to take that free, if it's any good, okay, they're going to take that free analysis and they're going to farm it out to the cheapest bidder, okay, and then that's what they're going to do. And if they pay anyone, they're going to pay that person, okay. By the way, never compete on price. We are definitely not the cheapest SEO agency on the planet. And I tell you what, we don't want clients who are trying to get the cheapest price possible because those clients, not always, there's, okay, there's a stereotype that the clients that are trying to get the best deal are the biggest headaches to work with. And like, honestly, sometimes that's true, but we've had a lot of lower paying clients that were amazing clients that stayed with us for years and were like, barely any drama whatsoever. Like no, like I shouldn't say that. I should say they were like no drama. Like they paid and they got the ranking and they got to the top of the search engines and then they were our clients for years. It was awesome. But generally speaking, the clients who were like trying to negotiate a lower price and then a little lower price and then a little lower price, like trust me, you don't probably want to work with those clients. Okay. So A, I'm not trying to compete on price. B, I'm never doing free work for anyone ever unless I actually have no intention of ever even having that person as a client, okay? I'll help people for free sometimes because sometimes I feel like people just need help because they're so clueless. And it's like, well, I could solve this guy's problem in like five seconds or he could spend a year reading garbage on the internet and still having no idea how anything works. I'm probably going to elect to help that person for five seconds and clarify it for them. But like, okay, anyway, here's my point because I totally got off topic there because this is the final episode of 2023 and I'm completely ranting right now. So anyways, listen, if somebody is, for example, SEO catfishing you, okay, don't waste your time and, and energy doing free analysis for that person because just, just don't, just don't. If you waste your time doing that, it puts them in a position to take advantage of you, okay? But if you say, hey, if you're serious about this, let's get a contract in place. By the way, not a six-month scammy SEO contract, but a contract that says, we're going to do this and then you're going to pay us. Or better, you're going to pay us and then we're going to do this. But anyway, because you should always get paid first if you're providing SEO services. And I have a whole other episode or at least part of another episode talking about that. So I'm not going to go into it now. And by the way, that's the episode called How SEO Pricing Models Work and How Not to Get Ripped Off. And this is episode 24. So if that sounds interesting to you, you should go listen to that episode. Anyway, you basically say to somebody, hey, are you interested in working with us as a client? If so, let's get some details in place, okay? Maybe that includes an assessment. Maybe you're doing analysis for these people, okay? Because I like to do analysis, not all the time, but usually before we move forward, okay? Guess what? If I'm doing an analysis for you, you're gonna pay me for it because that takes a lot of my time and a lot of my knowledge. 
and you don't get that for free. Because if I do it for free, then you're going to go, oh, thanks, Grumpy SEO guy. This is so wonderful. And then I'm never going to hear from you again. Like not all the time, but most of the time. So what happened there? I wasted my time. You have to value yourself as a consultant and not do things for free. Possible exceptions, possible exceptions might be if you're just starting out. I've seen people do work for free when they're just starting out. I did a little work for free when I was just starting out, but I did it in a situation that would highly benefit me if it was successful and it did. And that's probably why I stayed in business. But like generally speaking, don't do work for free and you won't have your time wasted. Okay. You got to draw a line between like being a jerk. Like if somebody's like, excuse me, Mr. Or Mrs. SEO consultant, I have a question. And you're like, pay me. Like, that's probably the wrong way to handle it, okay? Unless you're like top of the line, like celebrity status. Like if you're the Tom Cruise or like the Brad Pitt of SEO, like you could probably do that, okay? Like if you're the George Clooney of SEO, you could probably get away with that. But like everyone else in the world, including me, cannot get away with that, okay? Um, so it's not like, hey, excuse me, I have a question for you, $500 or like whatever, like, no, that's that's terrible business. But if the conversation continues and they need to utilize my knowledge and experience and services, yeah, it's going to cost money because I don't want any catfishers to be wasting my time and I don't want anyone else to be wasting my time unless I actually have no problem with not getting them as a client. As I said, sometimes I do things for free because I feel like just some, some people just don't get it. And it's just like, dude, just pause for two seconds and just let me explain this to you. But like, I don't know. And sometimes, sometimes I'll also help people for free if it gives me uh, ideas for future podcast episodes. Like I literally, I literally have a list of episodes that I'm going to do that are spawned from people emailing me questions. And I'm just like, this is a really long question. And normally I wouldn't take the time to answer this. But first of all, if you have this question, someone else probably has this question. And second of all, this is a great question. I'm actually going to make an entire episode about this question. Like it was such a great question, but in that case, it's benefiting me and it's benefiting everyone else because they can listen to the answer to the question in a future episode. I actually, I'm not kidding. I actually have some emails and some like Reddit messages from people that are going to become episodes in the future. Um, but anyway, don't catfish people. Just Stop. Stop SEO catfishing. Just don't do it. It's dumb. And if you're a service provider or you work for an agency or you're an SEO consultant or whatever, like just don't just don't do free analysis. Don't do stuff for free. OK, but also use your feelings. OK, like you can not always not always, but you can kind of sometimes tell if somebody's trying to get free stuff from you, like if a person seems legit, I'm more willing to help them than if they're just like mass emailing everybody with the same exact question. And like, I just feel like they're not really taking the whole thing seriously that I might even not even respond to them. Cause just, I don't know, whatever. You don't have to respond to anything that you don't want to respond to anyway. But look, getting a little bit more into like the businessy side of things. But look, the whole point that I was trying to make was catfishing exists. In the SEO industry too, because remember, SEO catfishing, you heard it here first, grumpy SEO guy. But listen, don't waste your time with people that don't seem serious, okay? If somebody's paying you to do analysis on their fake website, I mean, like, at least you got some money for it then. So that you have no idea of knowing if it's fake or not. I mean, you could, you could look into it and be like, this website was made one day ago. It's fake, blah, blah. But like, just 
they're probably not going to pay you for it. Okay. Now, when it comes to paying an SEO agency money to get data from them so that you can try and ruin them as a company, that's going to be the next example that we talk about here coming up soon. Okay. So I don't know. I'm going to get back on topic right now because I'm so off topic right now. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, that's the first thing. And sometimes if they're really crazy people, they will build a fake website and pretend like it's their website that they want to rank just so they can have something to talk about. I'm not saying that I've ever done this. I can honestly tell you I have never done this. Okay. Like pretending to be a client to work with another SEO agency, but in the interest of fairness, because I'm teaching you all the stuff that I have learned in this podcast, I did have a prospect once send to me what another SEO agency had sent to them. Like this person knew me uh, in, in real life and they were very interested in SEO and they were very interested in working with us. But, you know, they were talking to other SEO agencies too. And I had no problem with that. I'm not going to get butt hurt if you want to talk to another SEO agency, even if we're friends in real life, because maybe we're not the best fit for you. Despite the fact that we probably are, maybe we're not. You should go talk to other SEO agencies. Okay. You should do that. Anyways, so he, he talked to one of them and he sent me their like new prospect information packet or whatever. And obviously it was full of nonsense. It like didn't even make any sense. I'm like, bro, you don't have to work with us, but I would recommend not working with the company whose information you just sent me because I can almost guarantee you they're going to not actually get you to the top of the search engines just based on what they say in this document you sent me. And anyways, long story short, I don't know who we ended up working with, but it wasn't us because we could not agree on a price. But that's a story for a different day. Anyways. So sometimes SEO agencies will pretend to be companies and sometimes they'll make a website to pretend like they have a real website and they'll contact their competition just to find out how their competition is managing prospects and to find out what kind of information they're offering and all that other stuff. It's kind of weird, but... That happens sometimes. Moving on, what's the next thing? This is this is kind of a jerky thing to do, but it happens. Okay, so as you know from listening to this podcast, if you're at the top of the search engines, it's because you have more authority than your competition. If you have more authority than your competition, it's because you have better backlinks from higher authority websites. Okay, and if you listen to this podcast, you know that in basically every case that is accomplished by using a private blog portfolio or a private blog network or a PBN or whatever you want to call it, but don't call it a PBN because it's not a network. But anyways, you get the point. Most successful people in the SEO industry have their own portfolio of authoritative blogs. Okay. Now think about this for a second. If you don't have a portfolio of authoritative blogs, you're probably not going to get much results at all. Okay. Because how are you going to get your client's authority? What are you going to, are you going to email people all day and try to, and try to link outreach and guest post? Yeah. Good job being like everyone else who can't get results. Now I have a whole episode on this. It's called six reasons why link outreach and guest posting are dangerous and how real SEO agencies do it instead. And that's episode 14. If you want to go listen to it, but generally speaking, you're not going to be very successful if guest posting and link outreach is the manner in which you are trying to do SEO. I'm not going to get into it now. Just go listen to that episode if you're not sure of why it's a bad idea to do those things. 
But anyway, if an SEO agency doesn't have a private blog portfolio, they're probably not going to get very good results, are they? So if you were a jerk, it might be something that you're trying to do to discover your competition's private blog portfolio and negative SEO those websites. Now, let's take a step back and talk about exactly what I'm talking about here. Let's say you have an SEO agency, okay? Let's say you've got a private blog portfolio. Okay, cool. You're getting great results for your clients. Why? Because you're building tons of authority for them from your portfolio of authoritative blogs. Awesome. And so your competition, meaning other SEO agencies, are all aggravated because they're not getting as good of results as you are. And so what are they going to do? Are they going to go online and cry about it? Yeah, they're probably going to do that. Yeah, are they going to are they going to badmouth you online? Well, you know, they might if they if they know who you are. One of the things that I recommend is trying to stay as anonymous as possible because the real SEO industry thrives on anonymity, okay? And I've talked about this before, but about this our clients won't even let us mention them on our website. So we don't have any clients mentioned on our website. Do you want to know why? Because none of them would let us. Do you want to know why? Because that's a huge breach of security. Because if your competition knows who your SEO agency is, that could get real awkward real fast. So I have asked like 10 years ago when we were getting like amazing results for some clients in some pretty competitive industries. I was like, hey, can I mention you on our website? And every single client said no. I totally get it. I don't need to build that kind of social proof anyway. You talk to me for two seconds and you already know that I know more about SEO than pretty much any other person you'll ever talk to, okay? I don't need to put it on my website that our clients are this and our clients are that because it doesn't matter. Plus, you can lie as I've even said. Don't, don't lie, by the way. But as I've even said, people put clients on, like I see my, okay, I see all these no-name SEO consultants, right? Like literally, like literally, just trust me, like just trust me, it's some guy. You remember how I talked about how SEO is a, is a no barriers to entry industry? And so literally anybody can be like, I do SEO and make a website. And in two seconds, they're an SEO person, right? Like they don't know what they're doing. They don't know anything. But People like that put like Microsoft on their website as a client. It's like, bro, you don't have Microsoft. Microsoft is not your client. Get out of here. If you, okay, here's, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. And I've talked about this more in the past, but whatever. If you run an, look, I've run an SEO agency for over a decade. Okay. We get superb results. Not all the time. Like there's always weird cases, but most of the time. Okay. But look, if I were to give you a list of every client we've ever worked with, and by the way, that list would be in the hundreds, okay? You might, you might know two of them, okay? They're not household names. You will make most of your money and have most of your clients be from companies that you've never heard of and no one else in the world has ever heard of either. I think I gave an example in another episode that if you were very, very into the martial arts world, you might have heard of one of our clients, okay? Like if you're very into the the health and supplements world, you probably have heard of one of our clients. But like regular people don't know who our clients are. Nobody knows. So the biggest giveaway to me, I'm, I'm getting so off topic right now, but that's okay. This is educational. The biggest giveaway for me well, there's like lots of them, but the biggest giveaway for me is when somebody lists like Microsoft or Google, like especially Google, but like Microsoft or IBM or Microsoft and IBM, you know, like, and, um, 
like, I don't know, like Sony, like all these big companies that you've actually heard of that you probably like bought products from, like they list those as their SEO clients on their websites. It's like, no, no, I guarantee you, I guarantee you if I emailed or called one of those companies and got in touch with the right people and I said, hey, did so-and-so SEO consultant do any work for you? They'd be like, no, who, who is that guy? Like what? No, of course not. Not because they're lying, because big agencies like that probably wouldn't even have to lie, but because this is some random person trying to establish social proof by saying that, oh, yes, I have Microsoft as a client and IBM and Sony and like, I don't know, like all these other companies. And it's like, you check the website and it was made like one day ago and you like email the guy, you know, I guess you could pretend to be, you could pretend to be a prospect. You could catfish him and email the guy and be like, so, you know, what, what can you do for us? And they're not going to know anything because it didn't work with Microsoft or I like whatever. But anyway, I'm, I'm so off topic here. Let's get back on topic. Okay. So your SEO agency in, in this example is super successful because you have a phenomenal authoritative blog portfolio, okay? Now, your competition, who's all complaining because you're better than them, what would they love to do? They'd love to have you not be in business anymore, right? Now, I've said on other episodes that I know a lot of people in the SEO industry, and at the end of the day, we're all friends. Yes, of course. However, some people are just jerks, okay? So anyway, if these people could damage your PBN, do you think they would do that? Of course they would. We're talking about SEO, which is part of internet marketing, which is one of the shadiest industries in the world. Of course they would do that. So how might they do it? I thought for like five seconds that maybe I shouldn't tell you how they do this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because how do I make the most informative, useful, and helpful SEO podcast in the world if I keep information from you, right? Okay, so here's what they would do. Now, you can't do this for free, but you have to basically, remember we said in the first example when people were pretending to be prospects, right? Well, you actually become a client, so you have to pay money, okay? You actually become a client, and then you can find out what sites are linking to you. Like, it's not, a, it, unless they send you a document with the links they built for you, okay? Which some some SEO agencies do that. We do that in certain cases. It all depends on the conditions of of what's going on. I've definitely done that to people, but there are also some very detailed uh, contracts in place when we do that. Anyways, um, so you become a client, you find out what websites are linking to you from their private blog portfolio, and then you negative SEO them. What, what, okay, but first of all, it's kind of a stupid thing to do because they're linking to you and if you negative SEO them and get them penalized, their penalty is going to go to you too. So you're going to get penalized. So I guess you do it with a website that you don't even care about. But that's one way to do it. Now, I don't think most people are plausibly going to do this because nobody's going to build a website and then spend, like, peep, look, people in the, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start the sentence for a third time now. Nobody in the SEO industry likes to spend money. If you take five seconds and read any SEO forum, 99% of questions are like, how do I do it for free? How do I get tools for free? How do I get backlinks for free? How do I get to the top of page one for free? Right? Like, whatever. So, like, it takes a dedicated effort to do this. You got to build a website. You got to have money to buy PBN links with. 
okay? And then you got to have the knowledge to go find where those links are coming from, right? And correctly identify them. Now, if they built their PBN wrong, like if they put everything on the same IP or if they used, you know, C-class hosting or SEO hosting or some of that nonsense, it'd probably be pretty easy to find out where their sites are, okay? But like, you know, you could, you could still, do, the argument could be made that you could still do it, okay? Then you would have to spend time and money creating a negative SEO campaign on all of those PBN websites. So it'd be pretty expensive. Like, let's say they gave you like 30 backlinks, right? That's 30 negative SEO campaigns. That's a lot of money that you're gonna spend, okay? But this kind of thing has happened. Let me give you a sort of similar example of this. I'm, I'm not gonna name names on this one because I don't wanna get them wrong, but this, I, I don't remember when this was. You'll, you'll get the point from the story. There was a well-known backlink building service. They were publicly known. They were very well-known. I'm going to say 10 years ago. That might be wrong. It might be more or less than 10 years ago. But I think, I think it was about 10 years ago. And they bragged in their marketing that they were like untraceable or I can't remember the word they used. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say untraceable. Okay. I'm going to say they use the word untraceable. I don't think that's right, but you, you, you get the point. So anyway, buyer links, it's untraceable, blah, blah, blah. No footprint. Google doesn't know who we are, blah, blah, blah. And then one day, one day, one of the well-known people at the time working for Google tweeted like, oh, and then the name of the service and then put like untraceable in quotes or something like that, which basically meant Google had discovered their network. And I think the forums at the time exploded with people talking about how they lost their rank because all of these websites that were uh, comprising this network had been devalued or de-indexed or something or like penalized. I, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but you get the point. There was a company bragging about how great its PBN was and how no one at Google was aware of it. And then Google discovered it, devalued the entire network, and like all of these people freaked out. Anyway, that's kind of the same thing. That's kind of the same result. I mean, it's a little different, like, because it wasn't like a competitor doing it, unless you view Google as your competitor, which you shouldn't, by the way. Google is not your competitor and they're not your enemy, okay? Google makes a framework in which all SEO people have to work, okay? And you can use it or you can fight against it, but fighting against it is stupid because if you don't play by their rules, their algorithm isn't going to let you do anything that you wanna do. So figure out what Google's rules are. By the way, that's like 90% of what we talk about in this podcast is what the search engine's rules are and how to leverage them in your favor, okay? Because I always I always see I always see whenever especially whenever there's an algorithm update, okay? People are like, "Uh, Google, Google is so evil." Nah. Well, I I don't know if Google's evil or not, but like you get the point. They're like, "I hate Google. They changed the algorithm and and I'm not on page 1 anymore." It's like, "Bro, just just follow the guidelines of the algorithm and you'll rank just fine. Stop doing dumb stuff like building a bunch of spammy backlinks. Don't, no wonder you got a, I would have given you a penalty too. You're doing dumb stuff. Like, don't be dumb. Just play by the rules. Get lots of authority. Don't do anything automated. Like how many episodes have I given you this list? I'm going to make a whole other episode on these rules that you have to follow. Rule number one, don't do anything automated or that can be automated. Okay. 
follow that rule forever and you probably won't even have any algorithm problems, okay? Number two, I'm not gonna get into what that means now. Just follow that rule. Number two, ask yourself, don't do anything until you ask yourself, would this ever occur organically? If the answer is no, don't do it. I'm not even gonna give you more rules because if you follow those two rules, you probably won't have much trouble with algorithm updates. You might have a little bouncing here and there. You might have a client that like has a pretty big drop when there's an algorithm update because maybe they did something shady before you started working with them, right? That's always a thing. But like ultimately just follow those two rules. I might even give you more rules later. Just follow those two rules. You won't even have any problems. Stop, stop spinning content and buying spammy backlink packages and like 500 directory backlinks for $5. No wonder you're getting penalties. Anyways, Google, back to my story, so off topic. But you know what? This is the final episode of this year because next episode is gonna be in 2024. That's pretty cool. So you know what? I feel like getting super off topic right now. So let's keep getting off topic. <laughs> I say as as we go back to being on topic. But anyway, so what happened was Google found out about a huge link network, devalued it, and then basically mocked in a tweet the fact that their undetectable network or untraceable, or I don't remember what the word was, had been detected. Like, ah, way to go, guys. I don't know. You can't blame Google for doing that. Like, that's kind of their job. Like, they don't want manipulation to happen. So that's probably why they did it. But let's be honest, all SEO is manipulation. I don't care if it's white hat. I don't care if it's gray hat. I don't care if it's black hat. All SEO is manipulation, okay? Even if you're just doing the absolute most white hat projects in the world, which basically involves writing content and doing literally nothing else, you're still writing content for a specific purpose to get to the top of the search engines, which is by definition manipulative because you're doing it for a purpose, okay? So all SEO is manipulation. Don't even email me and be like, link building is manipulation. Because you know what? So is content and meta keyword tags or whatever other nonsense you're doing that doesn't do anything. So it's all manipulation. I guess it's not manipulation if it doesn't work, but you get my point. It's all manipulation. I said in another episode that... You can use the word influence if you don't like the word manipulate, okay? But like ultimately, you guys, the purpose of SEO is to get websites to the top of the search engines. How do you do that? By making specific changes on and off page to influence the way the algorithms factor your website, okay? It's all manipulation. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but our clients do SEO to get to the top of the search engines. That is the reason SEO exists. Anyways, let's get back, back on topic now. Cause wow, this, uh, episode 36 right here. I'm just really going crazy talking about all the crazy stuff. Okay. So anyways, look, those are two things that SEO agencies can do to try and like, you know, mess with each other or like ruin somebody's results to like ultimately try and get more clients for themselves. But you know, don't like, don't do any of these things. I, the, the purpose of this episode wasn't to be like educational and recommend the, like I'm telling you don't do these things. All right, look, 
if your SEO agency is so bad that you can't get good results, the solution is not to hurt your competition. And if you're that bad at SEO, you probably wouldn't even be successful, like trying to hurt your competition anyway. So there's no like reason for it. But I just, I just want to present a clear picture because in addition to being the most helpful, useful and correct podcast about SEO techniques on the internet, I'm also trying to paint a complete picture of the SEO industry. And much of that is bad. The SEO industry is full of charlatans and scammers, which is why I wanna bring attention to some of the things like this that they do, okay? So, cause probably a lot of you would think that this kind of stuff doesn't even happen, but it does happen just like negative SEO happens. And I just wanted to let you know about it so that when you hear the next bizarre SEO story, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not even surprised that that happened because come on, you got people negative SEOing each other. You got people that say they're SEO consultants pretending to be clients and spying on their competitors by seeing how they respond to emails. It's just weird. Like this was a weird episode too. Cause you know what? We didn't really talk about any SEO techniques on this episode, but we sure did talk about a lot of the crazy stuff that happens in the SEO industry, which shouldn't even surprise you. Anyways, I think that's good for today. You know what? It's the end of the year, so that's pretty cool. Next week's episode, first episode of the new year, is going to be awesome. So I hope that you listen into that, and I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode was helpful. If you have any questions or want to suggest a subject for a future episode, you can contact me on Reddit. My username is Grumpy SEO Guy. You can visit the Grumpy SEO Guy subreddit, or you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. If you email me, please either whitelist my email address or check your junk folders because I've been told that my replies are going into the junk folder and it's probably because we're talking about things like SEO and backlinks and I think those words will classify an email as spam. And if you want to support the podcast because it's the best source of SEO information on the planet and it's free, you can do so at patreon.com slash grumpy SEO guy. And I will talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about good backlinks versus bad backlinks.